Local radio for Portsmouth. Hello, my name is Claire Tamplin from Cultivating Courageous Conversations and I'm here with you today with an incredibly special guest. Stephen Morgan is Portsmouth South's Labour MP, Shadow Minister for Schools and I am so incredibly excited to lean into some difficult conversations surrounding mental health and wellbeing. The support that we give across our city, Stephen, is immeasurable from schools to services to charities. I'm really, really grateful for your time here today. Welcome. You're very welcome. Good to see you. How has your day been? It's been a busy day, thank you. Yeah, but I'm really looking forward to having a conversation with you about such an important issue. Thank you so much. Now, I'm interested, Stephen, what does the term mental health, straight in there, what does the term, if you could define mental health, what it means to you and why? I think mental health is often forgotten. We focus on physical health, but we don't talk enough about our mental health. And we know that so many people can struggle from their mental health. It's really important that people do find chance to talk to each other, talk about how they feel, and admit that sometimes things are tough. Mm. Um, and you know, I, I feel that uh, in the role that I have. I know that my constituents feel that all the time. And I know with my brief around schools, it's a real issue in schools and in our communities at the moment. Stephen, thank you for sharing what you would define mental health as. And I wonder if there's anything else on a personal note for anyone listening right now that you just want to touch upon in terms of wellbeing and any stigma relating to mental health. Yeah, absolutely. I I think we're coming a long way um, in the debate around how important mental health is to try and remove some of the stigma that exists in society. And and some of the groups that I've been working with, like All Call Signs that support veterans or Tonic that uses music to help people with their mental health is that it's okay to talk and actually talking is a a sign of strength not weakness Um, and you know whoever that be a a family member or a friend find ways to reach out tell them you're feeling low tell them that you need support because actually they will want they love you they care for you they want to support you through a difficult time Mm, absolutely do you know i'm going to take an opportunity right now to shout out a wonderful charity in our great waterfront city spark in the community so um becky at spark she holds the most incredible space and um I was thinking, you know, when you were talking about that, what if someone doesn't have a family member? What if they don't have a... Do you know what? If you feel completely on your own, go and see Becky. It's in Sherlock's Bar in Southsea, and she just holds such a safe space for you to be yourself, rock up as you are, pay what you feel you can afford, and, you know, that is just a hub that epitomises the community in our great city. And, Claire, I absolutely echo that. I've been to see Becky and the team and what they do, and it's just an amazing buzz as soon as you walk in. People from all walks of life getting together chatting, socialising, doing brilliant work to tackle social isolation and, and make friends. It's yeah. a brilliant scheme and Becky does a fantastic job. Big love to you, Becky. Thank you. You talked about, uh, you know, you felt that and I'm curious, as someone in, you know, high profile in the public eye, what do you do to, or would you give any advice to uh, to support your own mental health? So with the job that I have, obviously it's a pretty full-on job working every single day uh, to represent 75,000 people. Uh, A big part of my job is getting out and about, chatting to people, but also sort of making people aware of what you're doing via social media and and the press. And I think any politician, anyone in public life can find it quite challenging sometimes, some of the things that they might see online about what they have or haven't done or how they vote in in a certain way. So I think what I've learned from the five years that I've now been an MP is that you've just got to be true to yourself. Mm. Uh, you've got to um, 
follow through on your convictions, but also find the time to reflect, pause, think, um, you know, get some fresh air occasionally. Yeah. And I mean, re- very lucky to live in Portsmouth, so I can head down to the seafront and, and get some fresh air and, and reflect on what I have or haven't done or what I need to do next. So, um, and also, I think being a busy person, you've just got to prioritise seeing family and friends and people that you love because uh, otherwise you can burn yourself out. Quite often, people are very quick to put in, you know, ideas of tools and strategies and. Rest is productive, isn't it? And I think that it, it, we can sometimes feel that we're not being productive by pressing pause, as you said. But mm. what do you do to press pause? Do you, uh, you know, is there a particular place that you like to go? Or do you, uh, you know, what for you is rest? What does that look like? Switching off my phone. Yes. I think that helps a lot. Um, talking to friends, um, getting away, mm. you know, going somewhere that I don't know and just exploring a new place. Uh, eating healthy, yeah. Um, drinking water, breathing properly, a whole range of things really that I try and do. Um, I don't do it very well, but uh, I certainly try and, and try and find ways of using mechanisms that help me cope better with my own health. I think one of the things, even as a mindful movement specialist myself, you know, I, I get nervous and, you know, quite aptly before we started this, I had to really ground myself and take in those deep breaths. And I think that's a message for anyone listening is that whether you're in the public eye, whether you are doing this in your bedroom, feeling really isolated and lonely, we're all a work in progress. And it's not always about what people see because beneath the surface, it's that beautiful swan analogy, isn't it? We all look like we're sailing away quite smoothly and calmly but it's that you know beneath the surface we're all really trying to work and do our best i think you're right and uh, what's really encouraging is that i think out of the pandemic has been a much greater emphasis and attention given to mental health and i i am worried that the next pandemic will be a mental health pandemic it's a silent pandemic so we need to make sure that people do have access to support services when they need them but also employers and others do much more around encouraging mindfulness in in workplaces and I think that can make a a big difference with my own schools brief I'm really conscious of the increase that we're seeing of children needing mental health support huge waiting lists across the country for children wanting to see CAM services and what I've been setting out uh, in Westminster is a plan to make sure we've got dedicated mental health workers in every secondary school and, and primary school a mental health worker uh, supporting a mental health hub in every community and try and reduce down the waiting times that people have for treatment because what's really encouraging is a greater focus on well-being in schools mm-hmm. but we need to make sure that we deliver on that by making sure we've got access to services when people need it. I agree with you wholeheartedly you know as you know I've been a teacher for over a decade and I've seen firsthand and you know I I would even go as far as saying we're in that pandemic already Mm -hmm. and you know with the waiting list and so on and so it it honestly makes my heart sing to hear that this is such a priority for you and I just feel that there are so many young people out here that will feel finally heard by listening to your voice today say you know this is a priority this is what we're doing and you know it's okay to not feel okay and we can use that phrase and it can sound cliche but you know to hear that this is a priority you know we're not just looking at academia we're not just looking at you know well-being is such a priority and I wonder um either to young Stephen or to a younger person whatever feels more comfortable for you 
what advice would you give to, or what wisdom would you pass down, the torch of wisdom to the next generation, in terms of well-being, knowing what you know now, knowing what you prioritise now? Um, I'm curious what you would uh, what you would guide. Ooh, great question. So, the most the the best part of my job as an MP is going out and visiting schools up and down the country, and, and obviously extra special when they are in Portsmouth, where I was born and bred, and, and where I went to school myself. And the message that I give to young people is: aim high, work hard, and you can achieve your dreams. As I did when when I was growing up, and the job that I've got now. But I worry that sometimes with young people if they don't achieve what they want to achieve first time round then they don't feel confident to have another go and I think my advice would be you learn from your mistakes yes. when you don't quite get what you want the first time round pick yourself up and have a, another go and of course you call that resilience but ultimately it's about giving people the support and coping mechanisms to have another go because you will succeed if you keep on trying at it mm, yeah I love that mantra and um I uh, was doing a bit of research before and learned that you were the first person in your family to attend university, as was I. Right. And I think to be a change maker and break the mould, not through the um, lack of uh, skill or desire, but perhaps just opportunity, or perhaps just you know not knowing what lies beyond where someone's never been before. There's a real fear of the unknown, and I loved what you said about you know failure we can learn from, mistakes we can learn from, but also almost this essence that it's never too late for anyone that perhaps is thinking you know I've, I've felt that I've struggled with my mental health and well-being my whole life and I'm, I'm listening to this and I'm not school age it is never too late to seek that support. Completely agree and, and one of the things that I observe in life is people saying oh I'm a bit too old for that now you're never too old to do anything actually and give it a go and, and you'll do really well. You touched upon social media and I wonder if we can lean in a little bit more to that because it's a beautiful beast would you not agree? Um, I find that social media has its wonderful benefits in terms of connection, but particularly as a mother, as working with young people, there's this huge amount of pressure that comes from this almost veneer with social media. And I'm interested to hear what your thoughts are about this, as well as um, any benefits and support that you would recommend in terms of wellbeing and mental health. I think you're right in terms of the opportunity for social media to connect people in ways that they never have done before and I certainly remember the great opportunity that social media presented me to connect in with university friends or friends from school and catch up on where they've got to with their lives and you know how many children they've had or the yeah. dogs that they've got I mean that's that's absolutely amazing isn't it but I guess I've learned in in politics that you um, need moderation probably mm. in your use of social media and you could probably consume a lot of time looking through various different things and recently I was talking to some people about the horrific horrific war in Ukraine and some of the images that they saw on social media and we had a conversation about how unhealthy that probably is scrolling through looking at horrific photographs on Twitter and I think that's that's something really to, to bear in mind that um, social media can be a really powerful tool to connect with others but actually also be quite damaging as well if you spend too much time on it or look at certain content and I do worry that some of the platforms aren't regulated as much as that they should be and therefore they are subject to abuse in some cases and, and certainly during the pandemic there has been a rise in people that are reporting concerns around their 
body weight and, and size and the impact that can have on mental health is obviously significant as well. So I think social media can be useful, but obviously there are real drawbacks with it too. Yeah, I agree. I mean, awareness of content and awareness of our use is huge, isn't it? And I think that in terms of what I do through mindful movement, awareness is that number one, is being present. You know, quite often I'm guilty of it myself. I will, you know, have a coffee. I think I'll just check something. Before I know it, Stephen, 30 minutes has gone past and I've not actually spent anything productive with my time. I know what everyone else is doing. Couldn't really tell you what I was doing in the moment in front of me. And it almost gets you down that rabbit hole, doesn't it? Almost, you know, without knowing subconsciously, it pulls you in. And of course, you know, there are people employed to get us addicted to this in this way and I think that being mindful being aware particularly for young people having that time limit I mean I use that myself I will literally apply myself uh, I've got 30 minutes and then I'm off and I think being strict it's a form of discipline isn't it like we would train our bodies at the gym or we train our brain when we're reading and so on I really think that social media is a skill to master and know what the benefits are for us and what's not working for us absolutely and I think certainly I'm always conscious when friends uh, and I go to concerts or we go out for food and you want to take a photograph or you want to film the band that you're watching I think actually just enjoy the moment put your phone away just listen to the music dance you know celebrate being with friends rather than trying to capture it to put out on social media so I think that's definitely something we should try and do more of as well all we have right now is the moment we will never get this moment Mm. back right now and I think that you know, it can feel quite deep and it can feel quite cliche, particularly for a Friday afternoon for us right now. But actually, you know, there is beauty in being in the moment and knowing that you will never get this back. Yeah. And I think that if we can really begin to harness that more instead of, you know, uh, capturing every single moment, it's it can be quite beautiful. And um, yeah, I, someone said to me the other day that the phone is almost like an extended limb. Mm. It's we're, we're constantly mm. on it and is there are benefits and there are there are cons as well yeah completely agree i am curious books ted talks music i know that we've talked a lot about different mediums and one of the benefits of music here on express fm is that it's universal it brings people together and i am really really interested to hear if you have a particular song that you go to to help elevate your well-being your mental health that you'd like to share with all our listeners on our great waterfront city today great great question and i must admit i'm, I'm not very good at using either uh, tv or books or podcasts to um help me relax and it's something i want to do much more regularly so i'm I'm into sort of reading biographies of other people to to learn about their lives and and their struggles and and what they achieved i read a lot of newspapers um and i'm one of these people that has a spotify account and just sort of randomly picks music to listen to or i've heard it on tv and then listen to that so um i don't think there's anything particular other than probably just listening to to songs and tracks that I've heard on films that I've enjoyed and and brings back sort of fond memories of going to cinema with friends and and, and the experience of watching those films, I think, is probably the thing that helps me relax most. And at the moment I'm getting into shouting at my Google um, Mini at home before bed to say, play relaxing music before I sleep. And so I quite enjoy listening to waves as I nod off of a night, which I find really relaxing. (laughs) 
I love that and I love also how you've been really vulnerable and honest by saying you know I'm not quite there yet where I want to be in terms of my podcast and so on because you know you are an inspiration in our city and so many people look up to you and I think that for you to say you know I'm essentially still a working progress I'm still looking of ways that I can expand and you know grow from this I think it's a really powerful thing so thank you for sharing that I also love the tip about the film as well because it can take you back to that moment can't it whether it be you know chilling at home or in a movie theatre like you said you know to be able to uh, go back to that moment of escapism and hear the soundtrack can be really quite transporting for your mind yeah definitely Definitely. What is your favourite film, by the way, Stephen? Oh, Putting you on the spot now, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so I really like independent films, yeah. Um, so probably something like The Grand Budapest Hotel. Mm. Or I really like the French film Amelie. Yeah. There's oh, a beautiful that a good soundtrack that reminds mm. me of visiting Paris. So yeah, something like that, I'd say. One of the questions that I ask all of our guests is with relation to struggles and growth. And I'm interested to learn if there's been a point in your life where you feel you faced a challenge, but as a result of it, there's been an element of transformation or learning or growth. So growing up, I was quite a shy child, actually. I was quite a poorly child with asthma. So my parents sort of looked after me and wrapped their arms around me and, and, and kept me safe. And that meant I was quite a shy child growing up until I probably went off to university. Um, so I always sort of struggled growing up, talking, you know, in front of large groups of people. So, of course, getting elected to Parliament meant that that was something I had to sort of develop quite quickly in terms of speaking to lots of people, sometimes in a situation where people want to challenge you, interrupt you, disagree with you. It's not, you know, giving a best man speech where people want to hear what you've got to say and will laugh at every joke you're saying to be polite. In Parliament, you know, people will want to interrupt you and and challenge everything that you're saying. So I guess for me that was quite a, a, a shift from being a shy young person to being a representative of my city that I love and, you know, speaking up on issues when I know that there might be people in the room that will want to disagree and and challenge me was something, you know, that, that I guess anyone would find quite challenging. And added to that mix, you've got Mr Speaker who chairs the meetings basically saying you've got to cut your speech down from 10 minutes to three minutes quite quickly that's quite a tall order. So I think that would be my experience going from quite a shy, reserved child to, to now the role that I've got, where I've got this huge privilege to stand up for the people of Portsmouth and contribute in, in debates in Parliament. It has been quite a shift for me to, to develop that that skill over the years. Mm. And it is a skill, and I think that I love that you use the word skill because a skill is something that we're always embedding and we're always building upon. And I wonder if the fact for you that you were, and you say yourself, born and bred here, do you think that really gives you the fire in your belly to kind of override those challenges even more? I hope so. And I guess uh, with an election, you know, people put their trust in you. So, you know, they've obviously uh, chosen me as the person to speak up for them. So it's not just about my own views, but also representing others. And I think that gives you the fire in the belly to stand up and take on those people that might be trying to interrupt you in the chamber. We were talking a bit before about, uh, you know, empowering others. And I think that what's so important about this show is that it allows others to find their voice. You and I having this conversation right now may be the first conversation that someone's heard ever about mental health. And they may walk away from this thinking, well, Stephen Morgan can lean into it and talk about it. I can pick up the phone and I can say, you know, what would you advise someone to say to take that first step? What would you ask them? What would you advise them to say? 
I think really simply it's to say it's okay to talk to others. Yeah. Um, and I encourage people to do so, actually. Too often we bottle things up until it's a bit too late or uh, when it ends up in conflict. But actually it's perfectly fine to talk about how you feel to other people and actually your friends would really appreciate you doing so. Mm. I feel that we've got so much out of this interview today from understanding, you know, your values, your visions, your drive, but also some real kind of uh, moments of wisdom about life not being linear, being aware, it's never too late. So thank you so much, Stephen, for being here today. I want to just finally shout out, I know that people can catch up uh, with you on your regular e-bulletin through uh, Sincerely Stephen. Uh, Did you want to say anything else about that at all? Yeah, one of the things that's really important to me is to make sure I'm as transparent and as open and accountable as possible. So I not only have I got an office on Albert Road in Southie where people can come and see me and the team with the problems and issues that they may face and last year dealt with eight and a half thousand pieces of casework 15,000 emails so it's been a busy last year or so Um, but also getting out and about across the city that I've got the privilege to represent to hear their views and ideas so one way we do that is by having a regular slot at a local pub where people come and have a chat about anything really and, and they're a great session people really enjoy them they can ask me issues around buses or parking or school funding or policing you you name it people get in touch with me on these issues wonderful thank you so much for sharing that now you've mentioned more than once uh, the occasion the word privilege and i just want to finish today by saying what an absolute privilege it's been uh, for you to share your time with us on express fm thank you so much Stephen. you're welcome claire thanks